and welcome to a new mini-episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This shorter, more off-the-cuff format allows you to hear our quick takes on breaking news. Well, that was something. You could say that again. Nobody threw a knockout punch during the debate, but Biden hit the nail on the head the entire time. That's my opinion. But Trump's constant interruptions drew Biden in. That's what was really sad for me, because it led to Biden telling Trump to shut up, it led to him calling him a clown. It led to him calling him the worst president in American history. In my opinion, that's not a very presidential thing to do, and Biden should have avoided that. But I can understand where he was coming from, because Trump's interruptions were absolutely terrifying. It definitely took Biden some time, though, to not lose his train of thought every time Trump interrupted, but he did get better at it towards the end. I agree, man. I mean, I get what you're saying, that, oh, it's not presidential, but... But come on, man. This is a p- not normal. This is not a not a normal debate. This is not. It wasn't even a debate. Okay. It was this guy. This guy doesn't deserve it. Trump does not deserve the formalities of the presidency if he's not going to respect it. So, good on Biden. Good on Biden, getting what he could against the president and actually, like you said, hitting the hit the nail on the head. He he did. I think he really got the message across about the economy, race relations policing and climate change. I think um, he did he did what AOC has failed to do for the past two years, make climate change an actual real issue in the minds of the average American by talking about I mean, security. And- I mean, I believe climate change hasn't come up in the debate since 2008, am I wrong? Yeah, not, I, don't, I don't remember. But I agree with you, Jack. I think what Biden did with climate change was, I really liked it because he appealed to more moderate voters by not calling for the Green New Deal, which many people in the middle and towards the right really disagree with. Instead, he's calling for a Biden plan. So the fact that he's distancing himself from the Green New Deal, I find that, you know, a really good move by Biden. And then you have President Trump, who did his best to throw Biden off his game, went full whataboutism by talking about Hunter Biden all the time. The only foreign policy I heard was, Hunter Biden did this in China, did this in Ukraine. So we're going to go after Hunter Biden. Well, to Come be on, fair, foreign, po- foreign policy wasn't exactly a topic of discussion at the debate. So, I, you know, Joe didn't exactly speak about foreign policy either. That was the only card Trump had against Biden. That was the only thing he could muster. His son, who was cleared of wrongdoing by the Ron Johnson report. Think about this. There were reports that Trump didn't, the only preparation Trump did for this debate was two hours with Chris Christie, who then went on ABC for as a as a commentator. I mean, okay, let's take on the foreign policy bit. The only thing Trump actually had against Biden was the Hunter stuff. The only other thing was in, was like you said, interrupting him. I've heard several calls. We've all heard the calls for Chris Wallace did a terrible job. Cut the cut the mic. Well, he you know, didn't. And even then, that wouldn't have stopped Trump from being even louder and keeping on interrupting Joe Biden. You know, I feel bad for Chris. I feel like Chris did the very best that he could. And you have to remember, for those who criticize Chris Wallace, he's a human being. And it's an extremely stressful situation for him to have to deal with Donald Trump and his interruptions. No, 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 no. He did a horrible job. He did his best, but he still did a terrible... doesn't mean he didn't do a terrible job. And this is why I need a chess clock model, okay? Both candidates have the same allotted time, like in the normal debates. But here's the thing. When one candidate starts, they hit their clock, they start talking, they run down their allotted two minutes, and when another can- the other candidate wants to respond, they hit their clock, 
the original candidate's time stops, the person interrupted, their time starts going. So it doesn't actually penalize interrupting because you're just hurting yourself. But going back to Chris for a moment, Jacob, I think the shortcoming of the debate was not Chris Wallace. I think Chris Wallace was doing the best he could and doing a good job within the constraints of the rules that the debate had. I think it was more Chris Wallace would have been a far more effective moderator if it had been for stronger rules, not for a stronger moderator. I don't think Lester Holt would have done a better job, in my opinion. Well, it was Chris Wallace up there, and it doesn't matter who if it was Lester Holt, Rachel Maddow, or Sean Hannity up there. He did a terrible job, and maybe it is just on the rules, but then again, the commission on election debates is now trying to redo the rules. He's not good. Chris Wallace bombed it. A lot of the blame needs to be on him. Well, and of okay. course, I get Donald Trump. I get it. It's a stressful, a stressful situation. He signed up for it. He signed up for it. I mean, did you really expect the debate to go as messy as it would have been? I mean, we thought we saw the worst with the 2016 debates between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. This debate was far more chaotic, far more messier. I don't think Chris Wallace or anybody for that matter knew what they were signing up for going into that debate. At least cartoon president was right. I mean, literally, it was literally Biden listened to his inner voice, listened to the little man side of him, telling him not to say crazy stuff. And Trump comes in, literally acting like a, you know, obnoxious, I don't even know, man. He was just loud, he was just loud, loud, obnoxious. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the process. He doesn't care about the formalities. He doesn't care about the job. And we haven't even talked about the Proud Boys yet. He did not condemn white nationalism. He did not condemn white supremacy. He did not condemn the Proud Boys. Nope, he, he told to them to stand. He told them to stand by and stand down, or whatever the hell he said. The Proud Boys are, are a bunch of a bunch of incel edge lords who don't who have gravitated to this guy because he's the last bastion of what the, of what they think manliness is. I mean, that's not manly. That's not human. That performance was the exact opposite of what you want a president to be, what you want a human being to be, what you want anyone to be. I'm looking forward to the vice presidential debate next week because just for the simple reason that it'll be a debate where I'm literally not hoping for the first time in my life that there's a commercial break. Trust that both Mike Pence and Kamala Harris will definitely be far more restrained and it'll definitely be a more civil debate. So I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, Kamala is going to destroy Mike Pence. I mean, that's the consensus. Well, I'm still thinking back to 2016 when he did really well against Tim Kaine. But that being said, Kamala Harris is far more charismatic and probably far better in the debate than Tim Kaine was. So we'll see. You could have picked Julian Castro, Hillary Clinton. But now, mine has Kamala and... I mean, far better equipped. Yeah, she is far better to deal with Pence than Tim Kaine. I mean, one can only hope that, that this debate has shown everyone who Trump really is. Like, there's no doubt left that Trump is a whiny, obnoxious, self-absorbed, repugnant liar. Well, to be fair... And there is no doubt, well, no doubt about fair, that. I think a point of weakness for Joe Biden during the debate was when he refused... You know, I actually watched, you know, part of some, some CNN after the debate, and... Jake Tapper spoke to Kamala Harris. Both Joe and Kamala refused to answer the question as to whether they would support packing the court. That was the last thing on everyone's minds at this point. The, well, all eyes on the court. All eyes on the court are on Amy Coney Barrett. Like I said previously, 
they need to get their messaging straight on this. Pack in the court, I think, is a bad idea. And it wouldn't it would not help them if they said, okay, we're gonna pack the court. Biden says he's gonna pack the court. I'd say he kept his options open. He has to juggle between progressives and everyone else. It feels like the primaries were a thousand years ago. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media and join the ongoing conversation on our Discord server.